Chapter Thirty Two of Hill Quarter. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Shasta, Oakland, California. No Quarter by Thomas Maine Reed. Chapter Thirty Two a contradanza it was a contradanza the contradanza of spain transmitted through france to england where it had become naturalized and by a misapprehension of terms called country dance it was the piece de resistance of the time before the introduction of the cotillon quadrille and other square dances the assemblage being a large one several sets danced at the same time inside the house and without the music in a central position availing for all the set in which figured mademoiselle Lalanne was of course the select one comprising the elite of the family's friends and resident gentry with the strangers of greatest distinction military and civilian it was formed on the lawn outside in front of the withdrawing-room windows where a spread of smooth firm turf afforded ample space and a floor of dancing good as that of any ballroom better slips and tumbles considered around and overhead were strings of lamps suspended from the trees while a profusion of flowers now in full blow filled the air with incense a warm summer's night with such surroundings the creole girl might have fancied herself back in her native isle of the antilles under the palms and amidst the flashing coquillos as if she had such a fancy her grand dark eyes were aglow with delight triumph in them too but neither had to do with any thought of scenes or things transatlantic the cause was by her side and she took no pains to conceal it impassioned child of the tropics never in her life gainsaid she had needed not the resorts of subterfuge instead openly demanding and having whatever she desired and now desiring eustace trevor she believed she had secured him certainly it seemed so and as if with her wiles and witchery bold ways the sober bristolians called them she had succeeded in weaving a spell around him once already had he been her partner and now for the second time was he standing up with her to all appearance absorbed in what she said making impressive responses partaking of her joy and triumph this was what vega powell supposed and no wonder at her jealousy 
stung to the highest bitterest pitch but the green-eyed monster sees with eyes that distort and exaggerate as hers were doing then she was putting a wrong interpretation on what she saw reading it reversely to the truth a disinterested spectator with skill in physiognomy could have told that eustace trevor so far from being taken up with clarice lelande would have been glad to get disembarrassed of her he too was at that moment suffering pangs of jealousy equal to those he inflicted this from seeing his cousin the partner of vega powell thinking of reginald's acquaintance with her older than his own and recalling something he had heard of between them antecedent to the time of his introduction at hollymead only a rumor it was a vague whisper but it spoke of relations of a nature warmer and more confidential than those of mere friendship could it have been so and was there a renewal of them these were the questions self-asked by the ci-devant gentleman usher seemingly answered in the affirmative by what he now saw for young as was the younger daughter of ambrose powell she was no child of simplicity but could play at coquetting with the oldest and cleverest coquette there if he in her eyes seemed too assiduously attentive to clarice she in his appeared the same with reginald an odd position of affairs it was with this quartet of cousins as regarded their feelings towards one another a play of cross-purposes triangularly twisted and sinister but in a manner symmetrical the two men in love with the same woman the two women loving the same man yet two of the four not loved at all as it were left out in the cold and these last ones that were jealous and exultant the others despondent and sad could hearts see into hearts and read the writing therein all this would have been reversed the glad ones would have ceased to be gay and on the instant while the sad ones would suddenly have found joy but the people so perversely astray could not comprehend one another not likely with everything done to hinder it glances attitudes gestures all meant to deceive and so the mutual misconception remained throughout the night dance succeeded dance but in none was eustace trevor the partner of vega powell and yet the fault was not with him though it may appear so his dancing the first set with clarice was quite accidental so far as he was concerned he had not sought to engage her on the contrary she seeking him in a manner commanding him 
officially privileged she might do so without incurring censure or challenging remark but when the thing was repeated and for the second time in succession they were seen standing up together a whisper went round that it meant something more than mere inadvertency in short a decided preference and so was it with her at least he neither feeling it nor conscious of her design for in truth he had been on the way to seek vega powell and ask her for the second set when once more encountering clarice as by chance she exclaimed in a half patronizing half coaxing way how well you dance captain trevor so different from all the others rather surprised by such a plain-spoken compliment flattery in fact he was about to give it this name but without waiting his rejoinder she rattled on and i hope you're enough satisfied with my dancing to have me for your partner again you will won't you solicitation seeming bold almost to shamelessness it would have been this in an english girl but one knowing clarice larange her impulsive nature and the way she had been brought up could better pardon it it will give me the greatest pleasure was his response he would not have been man less gentleman to answer otherwise both gallantry and good manners enforced an affirmative consider yourself engaged then by all means mademoiselle for which set oh now the next i wish it another surprise to him anything but agreeable it interfered with his intentions spoiling his own program but there was no help for it no gain saying a wish so plainly expressed and he stammered out assent with the best grace possible as the music for the second set was just commencing she thrust her jeweled fingers inside his arm and conducted him rather than he her back to the place of dancing it was then vega powell experienced that jealous pang which determined her to the line of action she was pursuing but it was a jealousy neither knew nor born of that hour only in that hour reaching the climax and acme of its keenness eustace trevor twice dancing with her cousin and never coming near herself never once even to say a word since the one or two of ceremony exchanged between them at first entering the reception no wonder at her being a prey to jealousy but she was not alone in the experience of its misery he in his turn was tasting of it too when at length released from his engagement with the creole inopportune as irksome 
and he again sought vega powell it was to find her in a mood aught but amiable and with reginald still by her side she had no difficulty in retaining him the two seemingly engrossed with one another well and skillfully too well and too skillfully was the damsel of dean forest playing her part as eustace approached them reginald drew back a pace and stood in an attitude of dignified stiffness with a perceptible triumph in his eyes and something like a sneer on his lips no word of salutation passed between the cousins now not even nod of recognition and one seeing who knew them not would have supposed them utter strangers eustace but bowed to the lady and as the music was just sounding the prelude to another dance he asked in rather a timid doubting way may i have you for a partner mistress vaga at another time even earlier that night he might have addressed her differently and more familiarly a would have been safe in saying let us dance dear vaga but he had neither thought nor confidence to dear her now nor she the desire to be deared curt and almost disdainful was her answer sorry but i'm engaged he did not need being told to whom the triumphant bearing of his cousin declared that and with a bow of feigned resignation and much bitterness of heart he withdrew leaving them to themselves and so the jealous fire just kindled in his breast burned on in hers not that night to be extinguished end of chapter thirty two